Uh, <laughs> you spilled coffee all over here. What's good. left of it in your mug? It's good for your skin. Get at us. Coffee with coaches. Keep us caffeinated. Coffee with coaches. Yeah. All right, and welcome back to another Coffee with Coaches. Uh, today we have Black Rifle's Christmas blend. So cozy. <laughs> yeah, so cozy. One of our favorites, along with. Uh, the other ones that we've talked about in this podcast. But today on Coffee with Coaches, we're going to go over um, PRs in the weight room. Should you max out your athletes? Yeah, this will be a, uh, you know, we're not going to talk forever on it, but this is probably a a big um, controversial topic in the world of strength and conditioning. I feel like every coach... Uh, it either leans one way on it or leans both ways on it and has reasons for doing it at certain times of the year or not doing it at certain times and believes in it, doesn't believe in it, you know, whatever the case may be. But it is always a controversial I think, topic. I think <laughs> that we should both first just say, like, yes or no, should you max out athletes, and then we can give our defense for it. <laughs> okay. So you have to give a definitive answer, yes yeah. or no? Yeah, no, oh, okay. no cheating with like a maybe. Well, I, you okay. can say you can say your rep or whatever. Okay, I, so I think the question would be, uh, if you were just, if you could only do one or the other, would you max them or would you not? Uh, me personally, I would not. Well, um, I would. <laughs> I yes. kind of figured, um, you, you know. I, and I think that is because I am a very risk reward <laughs> type person, um, probably in in you know more things than I should do it. I think you gotta mindset. let them eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what did what did we hear yesterday <laughs> at one of our schools? Uh, I wrote it down. Yeah, what was the we had a we had a quote of the day uh, yesterday at one of our lifts. Um, it was uh, camp pump with no energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't set PRs without some energy. Yeah, I mean, um, that's true. No, so, uh, I, so I guess I'll go first. Yeah, let's just yeah give our defense yeah. and what we think, and then we can kind of like go through the pros and cons and yeah. like try to take our opinions out of it. Yeah. Um, I guess I should also be clear, this is with athletes. This is with our athletes um if they're if i'm programming for them um in general i'm i'm not going to max them uh, like i said it's it's risk uh, reward for me um if the kids need to see it you know if they need to see themselves getting stronger to buy into the weight room that's why we use the app that we use um i can pull you know whatever information they need to see Hey, you're getting stronger. And for me and the athletes that I've worked with, I feel like that's really the you know, main reason that it's ever used is this like reassurance of kids that you're getting stronger when, you know, like we talked in the last episode, you can have a good day, you can have a bad day. Do we want to put everything that we've been working on in the last eight months and prove that they're strong? in one day when it could be the off day 
And what does that do to that kid's mentality if they have a bad lift? They're going to think that they're not strong or that they're not getting stronger. And that's the biggest thing I think for me is that it's this overhyped thing of, oh, it's showing our kids are getting stronger. And then that kid has a bad day. And then no matter what I tell them from then on, I can be like, hey, look at how you've progressed over the last five months, six months. They're going to look at, yeah, but in front of my entire team and everybody, I was weak and I didn't hit a PR. And so <laughs> you're just smiling like you cannot wait to just, <laughs> so to just throw my uh, reasoning out the window. But, uh, and that's not just it. Um, I also think that, now are we talking about like one rep PRs? Just any. So if I'm going to PR, I'm going to look at two to three reps. Um, I'm going to aim for three, and if they hit a two rep PR, then so be it. Um, but, you know, like we, what we talked about in the last episode as well, usually your PR is your, is not your prettiest lift. Mm -hmm. If it's, I mean, most Olympic weightlifters will tell you that they're, PR snatch looked ugly in this certain aspect when they hit 80% of that, it's beautiful every time. Um, when it comes to that, that's awesome for, you know, pro athletes, people in those areas. For high school athletes, I don't want them to be um, exposed to, to that when it's just unnecessary, when it's just okay, I expose them to their, literally their ugliest, you know, rep with the most amount of weight that they've ever put on their back. What may happen from there? What if they jumped too, too much and, you know, then we end up getting hurt? Um, when I could expose them to, you know, three, four rep maxes where they're not putting, you know, their, their max amount of weight that they've ever done on their back, still expose them to strain, and teaching them how to stress, they shoot for four, they may hit a three-rep PR. We get a three-rep PR out of it. Um, that, in general, is is my mindset on it. So, you've been very quiet. <laughs> well, listening to your <laughs> you're answer. Just, you're just waiting. No, I think okay. a lot of coaches take that same exact stance. So I'll, I'll preface, I am definitely for the... Um, I'm definitely for lifting heavy and trying to set a PR uh, whenever programming has been accounted for and there are parameters in place. Yeah. So I think that a lot of coaches make mistakes of, all right, off season is starting. They've been playing all season and let's just kick off our programming with a one rep max to just see where we're at. And then we're going to yes. use that number, which is not accurate because they're tired and fatigued and probably have injuries postseason. That's not an accurate number to now base the rest of your programming off of. I think that is a terrible idea. But I think that if you've programmed it well and you've progressively overloaded them and you're confident that they're moving safe, then... And only then, I think it can be beneficial to do a PR 
and depending on your team and the age, the training age of your team and how much you trust them, I think is kind of where you can choose your rep ranges. I don't think that there's a definitive, oh, you should never one rep max an athlete. Yeah. I think that there's times for it. And kind of like I was joking earlier, but well, really not like sometimes I think you got to let them eat and like let them see where they're at and and let them know that fear that you have kind of in your gut whenever you're looking at heavyweight on a barbell and you you humble yourself a lot when you realize you're about to try to pick that up or put it on your back like I think that there is a feeling that you get whenever you try to set a PR like that that cannot be matched anywhere else in the world and you mentioned letting kids like the the fear of failure with that I think let them fail sometimes like it does suck that if you've been working for six to eight months before prior to setting this PR and you miss it but I think that if programming's been done well they should already see that they've gotten stronger because they know where they started and they know where they're at now and just because they don't hit a five or ten pound PR eh whatever and so what if it happened in front of their whole team? I think that learning how to to fail and to step up from that and try again, maybe they won't fail the next time. Maybe it's something as simple as their head just wasn't in a good place and maybe they just need to focus up more next time. And that can be a, a big part of it. And I think, like I said, I mentioned parameters. Like I think that you give them only a certain amount of opportunities. Like, okay, you build up to a heavy and then now you've got two chances at this weight. You don't get to keep going if you miss it. I think that there's a ton of form parameters. If your backgrounds, if you're if you're not hitting your depth, if all of these things are happening, you don't keep going up. And I think you have to be strict with that. And I think that before you ever set foot in the weight room that day, you have that talk. Like, okay, if I if I stop you from lifting, there's just no arguments. Like this is this is the final word on it. So and to put their teammates accountable on that as well. Like, hey, if they don't hit their depth, they're done. Don't let them go again. Um, and I think that you have to put some certain parameters in place to keep everybody safe. Now, I think there's times for five rep PRs, and those are going to be a little safer. And I like the idea that you mentioned of maybe you tell them to to go for two or go for three, and then they may only hit one, and then you have a one rep max. But at least that wasn't the intention and you know if they're in their mind they're thinking they're going to get three they're probably not going to put quite as much weight on the bar um so I think that there's some different ways that you can approach it but yeah I like the idea of if an athlete is prepared for it and they have good form and they're ready to go I think that there's there is lessons to be learned from failing a weight I think that there is a feeling there's a lesson to be learned by approaching a weight that is that heavy, uh, that is intimidating, and to be able to just get the the mental side of that is just irreplaceable, I think, um, in, in the development of an athlete uh, when everything else is accounted for and you're keeping them safe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been some of my favorite days as a strength coach. I mean, oh yeah, the there's level, nothing like school. being in a weight room and the music is up as loud as it can go and everybody is circled around one athlete and everybody's spotting and everybody's screaming and then someone hits a PR. Like there has never been times in my life that I've been more hyped than that. Yeah. Like that is such a fun feeling 
Is it always appropriate? No. Should you do it probably more than once or twice a year? No. And I think that's a big mistake, too, is people do it too often. And I think, you know, I think we do a great job of doing it. And what we do in general is we we work around three rep PRs. Mm -hmm. Um, Rarely do we go to singles with the intention of hitting 100 plus percent. Uh, if we're hitting singles, it's power-based or something along those lines. Or generally or, like a 90. Like yeah. you've got working sets that are just heavy. Yeah, yeah, working sets in the in the singles. Um, but what I've liked that we have started to implement is making that PR day a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we did with one of our schools was take stuff out to the football field, and this is not our original idea. I saw it on Twitter somewhere of a school in a different state can't remember who it was uh go out on you know a friday night and pr'd under the lights at their stadium i think that is the coolest thing that you can do but the kids know that that's the day Mm -hmm. and that's the difference between one rep pr testing every uh, when well every like six weeks when the strength coach is using it as you know a uh um, what, what would you call it? Like a, uh, like a place mark. Yeah. When, like you said, let them eat, let them have a day for it where it's, their minds are clear of, you know, what the intention may be behind it in terms of like what the strength coach is thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go out and, you know, hit some heavy numbers, clear your mind, all that kind of stuff. I think that's awesome. And, yeah. and I love how we've done that. And we're looking to keep, you know, doing that with some of our newer schools too. Um, yeah. Is yeah, if you're gonna do it, it should be a freaking big deal. Yeah. Like it's not a, it's not just a, another day in the weight room. You know, it needs to have its own day. It needs to probably have its own week, mm-hmm. um, and then it needs to have, you know, probably some recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, post. Well, yeah, and I think that they need to know what's coming. I think that there needs to be. Oh yeah. It needs to be talked about what the progress, like the the purpose of your programming, the progress you're going to be making throughout the twelve weeks or whatever leading up to it, so that they just know what's coming, what the goal is, how to prepare for it. I think that there need to be a lot of talks around sleep and food and make sure you're fueling for the heavy training you're going to be doing of course time of year matters um so to say that's where we screwed up is we tried to you know think of the best time which was towards the end of the school year which we thought you know hey yeah that would be well we didn't think of all the kids that didn't have to go to school the last (laughs) Yeah. You know, like week I think and that's a half school and... specific and maybe not just <laughs> yeah, like a that's general true. thing. But I it is it important was... to think like uh, if you are going to plan it, maybe not the week before finals or yeah, you know, yeah. Think of well, and you can't do it whenever you're about to go right into season or you're about yeah. to go right. You know, like you just came out of off season, like I was talking about. There's got to be some training leading up to it. You can't just it can't be day been, one. Yeah, you can't have been either not training at all, which is a mistake that most teams make or just training around 60 percent or less in season it seems like and then suddenly you're putting 110 percent on the bar and trying to hit it for one yeah everybody's going to get hurt but i think when done well programmed appropriately and under certain parameters i think that your risk of getting hurt is pretty low 
I think that there's a lot of prep going into it, teaching athletes how to bail, teaching athletes how to uh, spot each other, um, making sure that everybody fully understands, like I mentioned, what form is expected and that if you if it breaks down, you're done. Uh, I think it keeps them accountable and it also makes them focus up a little harder. If they want to keep going, they try to keep their form in check. I think that there's just things that you can do to keep it. I mean, that's the biggest argument most people have is it's just not safe. It's not worth it. Um, I would argue that if done appropriately, it is worth it. And that, um, and it's a lot more work on a strength coach to do that. Um, to be able to one, just the stress of it (laughs) is, is hard. Um, because you are going to get that, the athlete that says, Oh, just let me do one more. And you know, they don't need to do one more and you're going to have to hurt some feelings like that part of it kind of sucks, honestly. Um, but for those that hit a PR and, um, kind of you get to celebrate and have that environment i think it also helps with buy-in and and they have a good understanding yeah yeah no i mean i i think if uh i mean like i've i've heard both sides of it or you know seen it debated or whatever i i see um you know reasons for for both ways that that people think on it um and just like you said i think it it shouldn't be a, a sport coach who just came from football and is going to baseball and wants to see where his team is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his team hasn't been training all year. And the first thing he does is maxes out his entire team. Yep. And I'm not saying that from some hypothetical situation that routinely happens in northwest arkansas oh i mean we we did consulting for a team probably a month or so ago um which is something that i mean we offer that like where we will watch lifts and we'll run assessments and that sort of thing to give you just ideas for programming Uh, that's a service that we offer with PowerX, but that's what we were doing we were just consulting a team um not doing their programming full time and basically we walked in and first thing they explained to us was last week we maxed out this was the beginning of off-season lifting training so this was first thing they did they said we maxed out back squats and now we're doing five by five at 85 percent um so all of that was wrong (laughs) but (laughs) um besides that like that's just that's not an appropriate or safe way to approach it yeah and and i think that's you know, uh, another issue that I have with, with one reps is for some reason, like, yeah, inexperienced coaches just take one, a one rep max, you know, like it's, you know, the golden egg. I mean, it's like these kids are going to vary off of that number. So why put such a huge emphasis on it? And I mean, like, I look at what we do. When do we start going off of percentages with a brand new team? Never. I mean, they're probably, what, 16 to 18 to 20 weeks in before, uh, well, 12 to 16, I would say. They've gone through three cycles with us. The teams we've worked with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah three plus. Um, before we introduce Actually, I mean, I'd probably say further than that. I mean, yeah. we're a ways down the road before we're, we're even messing with percentages. Yeah. Why? Because you can use progressive um, overload and not have to, you know, read off of those right off the bat. 
And so, I, I mean, that, like, blows my mind when, you know, oh, that's just one rep to get an, a perfectly fine exact number <laughs> of, yeah. of this kid's half-assed back squat, quarter mm-hmm. squat that you're going to count, and then he's going to go off of all of his percentages off a of weight that he couldn't even do correctly. Yeah. And now we've just got a whole mess going on. Yeah. Uh, that's a couple of good points. Coaches, if uh, you are listening to this, <laughs> first of all, you do not have to one rep max to be able to find numbers, like a, yeah. a, a way to program the rest of your lifts. Um, you can just have them build up to something moderately heavy for the first week with good form and then have them build on that week to week to week until probably 12 weeks in, you're having them build up to a heavy set of three. From there, you can predict their one rep max and then follow up your programming with that. It takes a lot more time, uh, but it's a lot more responsible um, and keeps your athletes safe. And then uh, the second piece of that is if you are going to one rep max your athletes, you have to hold them to a high standard of form because if you are letting them get away with uh, and the argument here is not whether or not quarter squats are acceptable there's a time and place for them just like there's a time and place for almost everything but if our goal is to find a one rep max for a back squat and this kid just put a bunch of weight on his back and was only able to quarter squat it but you count it as his max those are the numbers he's going to be trying to go off of for the rest of your program and if you expect a better back squat off of those numbers he's not going to be able to do it and he's going to get hurt trying to because his numbers are too high so hold them to a high standard and then i also just suggest a training max yeah. If you're going off a one rep max, you're not going to feel that good every time you step into the weight room. Um, usually PRs happen on a good day when you feel nice or you've peaked for it and your program that's been written has peaked for it. Chances are that number's not going to apply week to week. So I would take 85 to 90% of it and count that as your training max. Yeah. Yeah, it is not, um, you know, your automatic go-to for for everything no um for one and like i said i prefer the three rep max that is fairly accurate um to what you can estimate their one rep off of Um, i mean you can come within five pounds pretty easily if not spot on um if you're good at it and you watch your athletes and you can actually adjust that three rep max um to then find an estimated one rep, you can get it even closer. Um, so it is not the the only way that you can find, you know, working percentages. Um, and if you're new or young, I would suggest estimating yeah. <laughs> your one rep maxes, um, you know, off of that. And, yeah. and you can, you can get much better numbers. Um, and like you said, if, uh, if you're going to do it the first day of off season, I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's no place for that. Um, you can't convince me that that is a no. good idea. Never. Um, or Jen, I mean, most strength coaches that are for one art maxes that love them, uh, will say that like yeah. you, you can't convince us, you know, other, um, of anything other than that. But, um, yeah. I'm only for responsible one yeah. rep maxing. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Put that in a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> responsible one rep. Yeah. Uh, responsible uh, PR. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just like with anything, like, this shit's not a game to us. Um, and if you're going to come around and, you know, clown around in a weight room and then, then post it on social media, um, <laughs> well, don't be surprised when some strength coaches come after you. <laughs> so yeah. be responsible with what you post on Instagram. Yeah. In conclusion, basically just, it depends. Like there's a definitely a time and a place for a one rep in my opinion, but there's also other ways to do it if you don't feel comfortable. Um, and you get the same result either way. And it is, it is not the definition of your team's strength by, you know, having to have a one rep max day. That is not, you know, the end all be all of, what your team can do yeah so have some other reasons to back it on why you want to do it let the kids know uh, and then do it responsibly yeah all right uh let us know what other questions you have we love doing these uh coffee with coaches episodes so we can just answer some kind of just short form uh questions something that we can cover in about 20 to 30 minutes so let us know what other questions you have that you would like for us to cover be sure to give us five stars, leave a review, follow along, all of that good stuff. You can find us on social media um, at PWRX Performance. Um, yeah, make sure you follow along so you never miss another episode. And we appreciate you for listening. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.